Hey, welcome in, everybody. Um, I am with Coach Cheese of the Yuma Favorite Deputies. Um, welcome in, Coach. How you doing? Good, man. Uh, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. What's up, everybody? Okay, well, we're going to be looking over three groups. We're going to start with the Armani group, which consists of Lansing, um, Frankfurt, Boulder, and St. Cloud. So usually we name them after the best player's last name, but I feel like Armani Smith is on a first-name basis for a lot of people. So I figured I'd switch it up a little bit for this one. Um, some people I just... wondered if it was just there's too many players named Smith. I wondered why you did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... What, a lot of times when you have a name like Smith at the end, it's it's just synonymous. Or, But he's better known by Armani than, at least for me, that's what I think. So maybe I'm wrong. There you go. So good group. Uh, I heard from Boulder today that they are backing out of their team, which is Saw that as well, yeah. a little sad. Um, they got a good team overall, but... You know, it sucks. Uh, someone's going to have to uh, take over Kyle Reynolds and I was just going to say Evan Alvarado. Yeah, I feel so bad for Kyle Reynolds. Yeah, coach abandons you like right before your senior season, um, right before uh, the biggest tournament of your life in the preseason NTT. <laughs> um, for sure. Yeah. So that's just that's just really tough on him. So I want to say condolences to him and Evan. Those are some great basketball players. Uh, let's start off Lansing. Okay, they are they brought in they brought in a uh, they replaced a ninety four eighty nine class with a fifty nine eighty four class. Sure. So um, pretty it it definitely improved. But I mean, you also lose. Uh, one of the best players that Lansing has ever seen in um, Armani Smith. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's a big loss. They bring in uh, a three, uh, a three, a group of three pretty good players. Uh, Edward Leone is uh, probably the headliner. I would think he's uh he's the big <clears throat> man who's really good at scoring, but you know, doesn't, doesn't have any athleticism uh, at all. So, uh, DeAndre Fitch is a good uh, scorer, um, pass. He could be, he could play some point guard if he has to. He won't because it's Sean Black. And then Sergio Lau, um, that was actually one of my uh, clear leads that fell down and ended up going to Lansing, I guess. And uh, yeah, just a nice big man that uh, can pass, rebound, play defense. So good player. Uh, what do you think about this team? Yeah, I mean, it just seems like every season Lansing seems to reload, <laughs> and it's unfair. Um, I'm really interested to see what happens with Sergio Lau. I don't think he'll be a starter, but it'll be interesting to see where he kind of lands in the rotation. Just coming in, you know, playing the small forward at 6'8 and dropping five assists per game in high school. Mm -hmm. um, one, how that'll translate. I think, two, how he fits with the returning firepower that Lansing has. Um you know, obviously there's a little bit, there's, there's a significant hole with Armani Smith gone. Um, who's going to fill that void. Um, but I think a guy like Lau can really help facilitate. So that'll be interesting to me. I think yeah. this, team's, this team is still uh, stacked. Um, I think returning Sean Block and Gustavo West, mm -hmm. they're going to be head and shoulders above most teams they play. Obviously they've got a, uh, 
crazy monster schedule in Conference 15, um, so there's no easy games there. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's no surprise to see them, you know, ranked up in the top five preseason. Yeah, yeah. I'd really like to see him also play a lot more of uh, Joseph McGinnis. He seems like a really good uh, wing-type defender, could play point guard too. Um, obviously, he's not going to because they have Sean Block, mm-hmm. but uh, – you know, he's plus six per 30 and plus minus. Uh, not a big score, but can pass. He can rebound. Um, so I like him. He, has, but he hasn't gotten a ton of time. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Corey Knox also looks pretty good per 30. So um, he's got some options. I think Leon should fit in nicely at the center position. He seems like a good player. And I think, yeah, I think he's up for that task. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, let's go on to the next team, Frankfurt. I really like Frankfurt. Um, the uh, Fighting Owls, coached by El Nino. Uh, they they lost. That? Uh, Is that Spanish for something? Spanish for uh, El Nino. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So he only loses his two guards. He loses Maury and Hubbard, which those are big players. Uh, tough to lose. He, he lost the 36-38 class and brings in the 10-25 class. He's giddy about it. And really, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I think I mean, I think he's got some really talented players. I like Daniel James a lot. Eric Leatherman seems like he could be a stud and really fit in as that point guard. Uh, yeah, I think, I think this team's going to be good. Those two seem like they could start right away maybe. You can shift Borgia or Jones um, down to shooting guard potentially and uh, put in James at center power forward. Um, not sure, but I, I like this team. I think they have a lot of talent. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I think it, when I was looking at this beforehand, it's like, man, similar to Lancer, this team just reloaded and is super talented. Mm-hmm. Um, what caught my eye at first is that they're starting backcourt graduated but also their backup point guard so i'm interested to see what the point guard rotation looks like on this team um i do think uh that leatherman has starting potential for sure um but i wonder if their other freshman batista could could play a backup point guard played small forward in high school um 13 points three assists um and maybe they've got some other guys too uh Carlos McGee um, is the guy they graduated at backup point guard last year. So, yeah, um, I think that's an interesting piece. Um, they've got a lot of good mid-size height too, though. Uh, mm-hmm. Three guys at six seven, three guys at six nine. Yeah. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if this is one of those teams that has a six nine small forward starting. Hmm. If they shift some of those other guys up, um, yeah. But I think he's got a lot of options, and they're obviously. Super, super talented. Yeah. I mean, Jones seems like he fits really well at that small forward position, but mm-hmm. he could he could play a pass. Could you first. bump him up? He yeah, could, go ahead. He could play a pass for a shooting guard, I think. And so could Borgia, I think. I mean, I think they like him because he's probably a pretty decent rebounder if uh, if they put him at power forward. But um, he just with his shooting splits, I, I, I think he could play a pretty good – um, oversized power forward, but we'll see what they do. Mm-hmm. So they, and it might it might be something where he plays the matchups too, depending yeah. on what he's looking at game to game. 
Yeah, and I mean that's uh, they beat Lansing in the first round last or the second round last year. The NTT uh, made it to the Sweet Sixteen and lost there, but you know that's I mean that's always been the way to beat Lansing is really go through the post and score through the post. Um, they they have a little harder time defending some of that stuff. So uh, with Andrew Smith coming back, that's going to really help him in this group, I think. Sure, definitely. Um, we'll brush over Boulder. Um, I don't want to spend too much time. I mean, you got – it just sucks, you know, with Coach leaving like that. Um, yeah. 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 I said it earlier. I just really feel for Kyle Reynolds. He was a guy I recruited, and I think he's been an outstanding player. Um in a pretty competitive conference um, guy who can play multiple positions has a scoring output every single night. Um, yeah. I think Boulder is way better than they performed last season. I mm-hmm. just think some things were off um, and they lost a lot of games. They should have won. It's sad for me to see um, Boulder's coach be discouraged like he was from that year. I know he's got a lot of history um, in this league and other leagues, um, so it's sad to see him go. Yeah, and Isaac Peel seems like he'd fit in perfect at that small forward position that they're lacking. Maybe even play a little power forward and let Kyle Reynolds play a more natural small forward position for him. Sure. Um, so, but, you know, maybe he didn't get the ratings he was hoping for. But uh, the stats look fine to me, at least. 57% true shooting percentage, um, pretty low turnovers, 19 points a game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll move on. I really like this team, though. I do like Reynolds and Alvarado. Those two guys are really fun to play with, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, St. Cloud, the uh, Stochies run by Dexrem, uh, they brought in the 33-52 class, replacing the 93-88 class. And, uh, yeah, they're – I mean, Dawson Powell looks like shooting um, the shooting guard, 24.6 points a game, um, pretty – Pretty efficient, not horrible for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, they only lose their shooting guard uh, and their uh, center from their their center power forward, I guess, from their uh, starting lineup. They were in the PTT last year and made a little run in the PTT, even though they just barely snuck in. And uh, yeah, they got a decent team. Uh, they they got some scoring to help. That's really what they were missing: scoring, right? And uh, it's not like they're lacking height on that bench. Yeah, for sure. I think you hit the nail on, hit the nail on the head with the scoring too. Um, last year, their two top scorers combined for twenty five points. Mm-hmm. Um, so, just a struggle to to get it in and, and bring it in. I can't do math this late, but bringing in over fifty, close to sixty points a game um, from there. Uh, their freshman class, I think is huge. Interesting to see where Darius Moore lands in the rotation. Um, might be a backup to Powell, but maybe a guy that you work in as a sixth man with uh, somebody subbing, you know, more or less to give him 20 minutes a game. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Do you want to bring, do you want to bring a six, four guy down to small forward to get him on the floor more? Or do you want him behind Powell? Who's probably going to be one of their better scorers. Yeah. I mean, they need scoring on the floor for sure. You know, that's the main thing, I think. And, uh, yeah, other than that, you got to – I mean, you're not going to win many games scoring 64 points a game like they did last year. Right, right. 
it's just not going to happen. So, I mean, this game has always been, and it will always be about buckets. Uh, oh, getting those big buckets. So, uh, yeah, good team. I think they're a little outmatched in this region overall um, mm-hmm. based on the other three teams. But They've who, got a tough draw. <laughs> yeah. Who do you like in this, this draw? Yeah, I think it comes down to Lansing and Frankfurt, um, uh, which I think they play 10 times. They might split, you know, five and five. Um, I'm going to go with Frankfurt. Uh, I don't know if I have a compelling reason why. Yeah. Um, it's It really feels like a toss-up. I like Daniel James coming in for Frankfurt. Um, I think they've got some good pieces coming back. I tend to really like teams with good height at the two forward positions. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Frankfurt too. I think the reason is uh, one, the schedule. I think they have a a little bit of an easier schedule than Lansing. They're playing, uh, they're playing, they're, they're out of conference games. They do play Jefferson city, but their other games are Ann Arbor and Galveston, which aren't crazy hard. Um, Lansing's on the other hand is, uh, is Salt Lake City, Ocala, and Harrisburg. So that sure. seems like a that just seems like a murderous row right there. Um, and Lansing likes to fiddle with stuff at, early on. Uh, they always have. Um, they and you know they're more of a second half of the season team. I've, I've just being in our conference, I recognize that and I see that. Right. So um, that's kind of what that's kind of what I think. Uh, and you know. Also, you know, you got Andrew Smith who can really attack them down down low, which will be big. The Andrew St- Smith uh, Joseph Marzalek matchup will be huge. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if 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 Frankfurt has the guard play that they they need. Um, I think they can they'll win this group. Any uh, players yep. to watch in this group that you you're keeping your eye on? I'm all in on Kyle Reynolds and uh, Evan Alvarado from Boulder. I know uh, we're kind of writing Boulder off a little bit, but I love those two guys. Love how they play together. Yeah. Yeah. I like uh, Andrew Smith, Terrence Borgia, um, mm-hmm. Joseph Marzalek, and Sean Black. Those guys look. And I'm really excited to see what Leon does. You know, 20 point a game, big man. Uh, he, he seems like he's going to really step up. And then. You know, I, I want to see what Powell can do. Like, how many points can he score? He did 24.6 in high school. So, sure. like, it seems like this team should give him the reins. That's what I would do if I was the coach, at least, you know. Uh, right. So, I, I, I'm excited to see what he can do. Cool. Um, well, with that, we'll wrap up that. Let's move on to uh, the Ailman group. Um, so, we got Nashville, Albuquerque, Tempe, um, Tempe and uh, Shawnee. So uh, we'll start with uh, Nashville, uh, my team. Uh, we brought in the 71-104 class, replacing the 40-44 class. Um, definitely not ranked as high as I thought, but, uh, you know, I, I really like Carlos Daniel. I think he could be a really good player. I'm excited to see what he can do for our team. Um not the greatest shooting splits, but he's he's a good plus seven um, type guy. That was a clear lead, so I'm pretty excited about that. Ratchford seems like a really good uh, big man that should be able to fit in there um, at center for us. 
we bring back i mean the hard thing is going to be like how do you like replace edward Alpin, who's just that's been my, that's my question for you yeah yeah he's just been such a mainstay for our team for so long um I think the plan right now is to put Richard Sanders there at point guard. Uh, he can do all right as long as he doesn't um, get too trigger happy from three and uh, shoot us out of the game. He's a good player. He's pretty similar to Ailman in a lot of ways, um, but more of a poor man. He's not. He's definitely not as efficient. Can turn mm-hmm. it over a little bit more than him. Um, that's tough. You know, it's tough losing a guy like that. So mm-hmm. we're gonna have to share the load a little bit more. Wilmot, Trevor Smith. Uh, Carlos Daniel, uh, yeah, Hilda Bram will still be. And you guys, really, for the past few years, um, have have really had like one superstar guy going back to to Davis, um, and then Ailman. So mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting just looking at last year. You know, you really had kind of a big three in terms of offensive production, mm-hmm. um, and it looks to me like that might be even more evenly distributed this, this year um, with Daniel coming in um, and seeing, you know, what Sanders does, if he's going to be the the point guard position. Um, So, yeah, that's just interesting to me Um, without taking too much time. Do you have thoughts on like that transition? Is that a direction you're trying to go? Yeah, we want to spread it around a lot, try and uh, get a lot of shots up. We're going to be, I think we're one of the best defensive teams in the country. uh, So, I really like that about us. River Smith is just a monster. I want him shooting as much as he can, you know. Uh, and that's going to be a challenge with Sanders at point guard just because he likes to shoot. And he likes to shoot a lot. So, um, but we'll figure it out. I'm trying, still still tweaking it. Wilmot had a really horrible end of the year last year. Um, just through the tournament, he just really played horribly um, after playing incredible before that. So, hopefully he can... Um, ratchet things back up and uh, perform at a high level. But I like my team. We got a lot of options. Um, so I'm going to try and fiddle with some stuff and see if I can get my best line about there. There you go. Um, let's look at the next team. Let's look at Tempe. They lost the 42-4 class, James Jones. And uh, mm-hmm. that's a big loss. And they bring in the 139-157 class. So they definitely didn't replace it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be – I mean – you're never going to replace James Jones, but you can do your best. Robert Walters looks like a decent fill-in that can play both forward possessions um, that like can score pass. Not the greatest defender, but you know, uh, decent, decent guy. I know Gadfly was not excited about this team, but he still has Ellison. He still has Goldberg, um, who are pretty good. I actually. I mean, I actually like Jamar Thompson quite a bit uh, off the bench. I think he's a good player, too. Um, he's got some do talent. Think, do you think Jamar Thompson starts? Uh, he'll, I, would, I would assume that he'd – I mean, either Jamar Thompson – yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense to start him. Or maybe Bloomquist Bloom, – or no, Bloomquist graduate, sorry. Uh <laughs> Yeah, or Robert Walters, depending on yeah. matchup. And he likes to look at matchups. Walters looks like a great shooter. I would love that guy at shooting guard or small forward. I think that seems like yeah, a really good player there. But he seems to have a good guy with Whitmill there who's pretty decent. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, he's. I think. I'll... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say. I think a lot of this depends on. I think a lot of their uh, where they're going to fare depends on what their defense looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, it. I'm sympathetic to Gadfly in in where he's disappointed with what he brought in as a freshman class defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously losing James Jones is a huge hole. I mean, that's, that's no surprise. Um, but I'm really wondering what kind of weight is going to be placed on Benjamin Ellison really yeah. at both sides of the court. Um, but defensively, especially I'm wondering who's going to step up because it doesn't look like there's anybody who like clearly jumps out at me as a physical presence. That's going to, you know, really shut down the other team. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. They, they see that seems to be lacking and Ellison's going to have to take a huge step, which he's a great player, but he's not a great mm-hmm. defender. I don't think. Um, so uh, let's look at the next team. We're going to look at. Uh, Albuquerque. Albuquerque. So Albuquerque, Coach McMire brought in the 153-111 class, replacing the 90-90 class. Um, a little surprising when you got a guy like Henneman, you'd think they'd be ranked higher. But maybe I'm not sure. Maybe that's a testament to how bad the other players are, which they don't look horrible. Um, they look like serviceable players. So maybe, maybe Henneman is just not as good of a player as we thought. But those stats just look incredible. I have so many thoughts on this team. Um, team in my conference beat us last year in the tournament championship game. Uh, we were one of the teams that lost out on Henneman, so a little salty about that. Um, I still think he's an incredible player. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to make of their class ranking. Um, I know Coach McMire is an incredible coach. Daniel Ailman was uh, – their clear lead very early in the season. I know they're excited about him, yeah. even though his scoring efficiency maybe isn't as high as they wanted it to be. Um, but I still think he's an important guy. Um, they lost their backcourt, which was pretty productive for them last year. Um, but I don't think that backcourt is irreplaceable compared to what they've had in the past and, and compared to some of the other star power we've seen. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think this team could be dangerous. They Albuquerque is always a team that's that's right there challenging for a spot in the NTT, and more often than not, they get it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's it, it's going to be interesting. I really like Luke Chavez. I like Joshua Chance. Those were good recruits, you know. Right. Um, Morgan Moore like played so efficient in his. Uh, 10 minutes per game last year. If you do per 30, he's averaging 21 points a game at the backup point guard. Um, I forgot. He's the other guy I wanted to mention too. He lit us up last year. Yeah. Um, we were not prepared for him at all. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a really big year. I mean, he's going to be all conference for us for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought Joshua chance would be better, but he, he didn't have a great year last year, but he was a good recruit. I know I liked him at least. Uh, so they they probably will put two of more Chavez and Chance in, and all three are serviceable. But you can rotate those three, figure out um, your point guard and shooting guard. You got your small forward and power forward, and then just put Giancarlo Henneman in the center spot. Uh, it should be pretty good. Yeah. Or do you run man and put Henneman on the best scorer? Yeah, maybe that too. I'm not sure. Um, 
the the class ranking just has me a little puzzled i guess i know so, i agree uh but you look at that class on paper and, you're, and you think that's a pretty dang good class mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh so i'm not looking forward to playing them twice or playing them once yeah and i gotta play them pretty soon too so we'll see how that goes <laughs> uh Okay, let's uh let's move on to Shawnee. Uh, so yeah. Shawnee, they brought in the 152, 156 class, replacing the 143, 141, 143 class, and uh you know they got they got almost all their guys back except for James White. Uh, bring in three guards that three shooting guards that, I mean they're decent. They they were a little efficient feel like Newman could play a little point guard, but you have Juan Poole for that, so you don't want to take Juan Poole off the off the floor. Um, what they need is a small forward. Uh, probably the guy that makes most sense, you know, is uh, Conray at small forward and putting Coleman in, uh, but you'll be a little small on the back end, but we'll see. That's kind <clears> of <throat> what uh, – yeah, I don't right. know. What do you think? Yeah, the height thing is a question mark. I mean, they lost a 6'9 and a 6'8 guy, which the 6'8 guy was coming off the bench only playing 12 minutes a game, um, but still 6'1, 6'2, 6'3 in this freshman class. So you wonder um, if that's going to create some matchup problems um, where they do have a 6'11 guy um, and a 6'8, but uh, or a 6'10 as well in Coleman. Um, mm-hmm. So they've got some size, but it's kind of. I think it's exactly what you said, that middle range at the forward positions. Um, it almost certainly seems like they're going to have to have a guard bump down to play small forward, which mm-hmm. can work. I think that's fine. Um, but for me, it, it raises some question marks as far as how those matchups are going to look. Um, I do think they can really only get better from where they were last year. Um even though their class ranking is technically a little worse than what they graduated. Um, I don't think that they're going to be in a worse position overall. Um, their best class now is their senior class, um, which at least conventional wisdom says as, as players get better and, you know, have that experience, these guys who are higher ranked are now going to be taken over the reins of your team. And so mm-hmm. I think when you have that experience coming back, um, they're going to be better than they were last year. I think be able to challenge, but it's still a question mark. Can they really hang with the big guns? And what does that mean for their matchups in this tournament? Um, certainly when you look at some of the teams we've talked about, like Nashville and Tempe in this group, I don't know that they're in the same category right now, um, but that's why you play the game. So we'll see what happens in 40 minutes. But on paper, um, I think they're still a step away from some of the elite teams. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's look at this. Who do you got winning this group? Um, yeah. I hate to say this, uh, but I'm going to go with Nashville. Um, and to me, it's a toss up between Nashville and Tempe, but mm. I don't think Tempe reloaded as well compared to what they lost. Um, so I think Tempe lost more and gained less. And I think Nashville lost a little bit less in Ailman than what Tempe lost in Jones. And Nashville reloaded, I think, a little better. Um, I just think you guys have a great balance that you're bringing. And then um, reloading with a guy like uh, Carlos Daniel, um, I think, is going to help, you know, move you through. Um, and I haven't really looked at the schedules here. So, um, yeah, that's... I guess 
you, your second week, yeah, I, it's a you tough, do have to schedule. get through some some tough guys, some tough teams. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, but I'm taking I'm taking you guys. Yeah, for sure. That's the that's the problem with us is our schedule. I I mean I feel the same way, except I think it's between um, it's between us and uh, Albuquerque. I think sure Tempe just has a little a little too much uh, loss, and they're gonna have to find their identity, and they're gonna have to find it quick. Uh, and I think Albuquerque is just a really good team. <clears throat> Both of us are really bringing in new a new point guard, which is going to be difficult. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I get it, my schedule makes it is going to make it really hard for us to win. But if we can if we can beat them in that second game, I I still like our chances because that will give us a little cushion. So I'm going to take us. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't feel great about it just knowing that. Um, Albuquerque's a good team, you know, and so is Tempe. It's not like, yeah. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so, and if Henneman's anything close to what we thought he was or what his stats look like, um, that's going to be a problem for a lot of people. Right. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to ask who are some players to watch in this group, but. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I was going to transition right from Henneman. I mean, he's my number one. Um, mm-hmm maybe almost more out of curiosity than anything because so many of us were following him as a high school senior last year. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see what Benjamin Ellison does for Tempe. Mm -hmm. Um, He may or may not be kind of the guy, but either way, it's really interesting to see what will come of his game um, and how much they rely on him. Um, And then I think River Smith for you guys, I mean, he's pretty dependable. And uh, how much does he have the green light uh, and how much is Daniel going to, shoot or, or, you know, facilitate towards him. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've even toyed with putting him at a point guard, uh, but River struggled a little bit when I tried that in the NTT last year <laughs> after I got knocked out. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Obviously I'm excited to see what Sanders does, but Ellison seems like a stud Henneman. Um, yeah. I'm excited to see uh, what, I'm just, I'm really excited just to see Albuquerque how they work out. I think they might even be able to take another step potentially this year, where they were good last year, but I mean, really become a contender this year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if if they're if those guys are anything like we thought they were, you know, they're gonna be pretty good. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> yep. Uh, cool. So let's uh, move on. We'll go to the Pearson Group. Uh, so Pearson Group has Independence, Miami, Santa Fe, and Washington. I think this is just a gaunt. Or did I do that right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Independence, Miami, Santa Fe, Washington. Okay. Yeah, I think this is a gauntlet. I like a lot of these teams. Um, so let's start with Independence. Uh, so Independence is they brought in. They lost the 41-7 class, and they uh, brought in the 186-212 class. So definitely not what they were hoping for. Um, yeah. And they lost some really good guys in Joseph Pearson, uh, even though the re- the other guys weren't starters. Um, that's that He's the reason that class is ranked so high. I mean, he yeah. was a 65% true shooting percentage. Uh, and they – Really, they brought in uh, two big guys, C- Carter Morales and uh, John Duhon, and then Carter Cuddy, uh 
is is he a little kid (laughs) i don't know man has a little bit of a lisp not sure uh so uh i mean they they look pretty decent i like duhan a little bit uh you know efficient shot rebounds pretty well passes well blocks you know uh but not a great class overall so uh it's going to come down to who's going to fill that center spot is it going to be thomas addington and then um and then you move around a couple guys i'd love to see jacob white get a little more time he looks like he averaged in his 20 he only played 20 minutes a game last year but uh He's pretty efficient, uh, just like on the floor. They did well. They're, he was plus six for 30. Um, yeah, they're going to have to figure some stuff out. Yeah, and, you know, are they going to score in the post, I think is a big question with losing Pearson mm-hmm. um, and, you know, not adding a big stud like that. Um, where's Cuddy going to land? Is, is he going to take one of these starting spots from somebody that played last year? Team Blake Gilbert, the shooting guard. Um, only played 24 minutes a game and scored nine points. So um, I don't know, maybe Cuddy takes something up there. Um, and then, yeah, I like what you said about Duhan, um, especially that he's kind of multifaceted. He can pass a little bit um, and maybe start to work with some of these guys. But uh, I think they've got to get points from somewhere, especially after losing Pearson. Um, and uh yeah, the I guess the other notable loss there's their their backup center from last year, Clay mm-hmm. Coons, um, was chipping in six points a game in nine minutes, um, you know, which isn't nothing. And yeah. so, um, yeah, there's some question marks, but uh, I don't think this is a bad team at all. I think probably better than their 89 preseason ranking, to be honest with you. Yeah, the hard thing is, are they gonna, how are they going to get all those players on the floor? I feel like Marquise Brown might have to move to small forward with uh... – so Cuddy can move into one of those guard spots. A lot of good players right. that are um, 6'1", 6'3", Cuddy's six foot. So, um, you know, those are the players that are hard for me because it's like, man, I can only play this guy in like two positions, or at least that's the way I right. feel. Right. So, yeah. um, actually, <laughs> my whole team, I have zero players under 6'5 on my team, <laughs> which is yeah, kind of crazy. Is- it is a lifesaver for independence that they got a six eleven and a six nine guy. Yeah. Because look at what their roster would be like without that if they didn't land some height. They yeah. lost a six nine and six ten. Um, and then they would just have two six nine guys, and that's um really the only viable post players uh if they didn't get some height with this freshman class. Okay. Well, let's move on. We're gonna look at Miami. Miami looks really good. Yeah. So they replaced the one thirty two. 158 class with the 7-5 class. And, uh, you know, all three players look great. Pauly, Brewer, Robertson. Um, you know, I, I mean, Brewer's obviously the best player, I think. But Pauly's no slouch at all. Um, yeah, Brewer just looks like a stud across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, I like Robertson, too. He seems like a... I mean, I'd love for him to be a little more efficient, but he goes to the line a lot and does pretty well there. If he if he trims down on some of those threes, I think uh, that true shooting percentage could rise. Um, I mean, they and 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 you return to Tarek Nelson, 
you know, and he returned mm-hmm. Peter Holmes. So Mario Evans is a great glue guy that they have. They return their whole starting lineup and bring in this class. So he's going to have to figure some stuff out, but it's not a bad problem to have. Oh, not at all. It's like throw these guys anywhere you want on the roster and they're going to, they're going to be productive for you. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an awesome class and a huge upgrade from what they graduated. All three of these guys that they brought in are pretty well-rounded. They're all averaging over three assists in high school, all scoring basically 15 points a game and they can all defend. <laughs> um, I think this, this team is looking great. And here's what I love about how well-rounded those freshmen are is last year, this team was the Tarek Nelson show. Mm-hmm. Um, they played us in the NTT and he went off. He probably had 40 points against us. Um, the kid can light it up. Um, so if their freshmen were guys that were scoring 25 plus a game in high school, I would question it a little bit and wonder how it is going to, uh, yeah. you know, mesh with somebody that's a volume scorer like Nelson. But with these guys that are pretty well-rounded, I mean, their highest score is 17.4 points, but also um, almost four and a half assists a game. Uh, those guys are not unwilling to share the ball, to buy mm-hmm. into a system that, you know, Coach Starchild has clearly been building. And I think Nelson's their guy. It's his yeah. senior year. He's going to take him back to the NTT. Uh, I think this team has a lot to be excited about. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they definitely do. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think Brewer will probably be their power forward. That makes a lot of sense. Evans is just a great glue guy that everyone loves, that small forward. Mm-hmm. And then the only question is shooting guard. You know, do you um, do you put I – mean, And McNeil you, didn't have a bad year. Yeah, do, you could put McNeil there. He's he's a good player. Or you could put um, – you could put uh, Polly there, you know, as an oversized – Six eight shooting guard. I think he could yeah. he could thrive there potentially. Um, you could try some different things, but you know, uh, Woodall he played really well. Fifty seven percent true shooting percentage, and King had sixty two from point guard. They didn't play a lot, but when they played, they did really well. So he has right. some options for that shooting guard spot. That that seems like the only open spot, unless they want to shift everyone down and keep Marshall in there, which Marshall was great too. So this team's just loaded top to bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next team is the Santa Fe Caesars yeah. and they lost the 127, 150 class and brought in the 102, 119 class. Uh, you know, last year they had that great five, five class. Uh, he didn't, um, I mean, you A lot know, of thoughts. Yeah, I mean, he, he could have played him more, I think. Uh, I'll, I'll just say that Bolden barely – he only got 21 minutes last year. Yeah. Uh, Stone was the one that played the most, getting 28 minutes. And then uh, Micah Scarf only got 17 minutes. These guys were studs, all three mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. So I was a little surprised by that. Uh, but so I'm not – and they, they lose their point guard. So I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen there. But they bring in McCullers. McCullers seems like, I mean, that guy looks like he'd be a perfect point guard for this system. Um, that's really their prize from this class. The other guys, they look okay. But um, McCullers is their guy from what I can tell. What do you think? You, you, you play yeah. them, so. Yeah, they're in, they're in our half of 
Conference 32, so we play them at least twice. Um, if you notice from last year's stats, last year Caleb Bolden played 23 games. The one game he was NA'd for was their first game against us, and I ever since then have not understood why he is not playing more. Yeah. Um, I do think he struggled a little bit at the beginning of the year, um, but this is an 18-year-old kid showing up on campus in Santa Fe. Um, it, it bewildered me all year why Caleb Bolden and Jonathan Stone are not starting next to each other. Um, two of the best recruits from the, from last year's class. I think Caleb Bolden was number one most recruited. Yeah, um, <clears throat> We lost out on both Bolden and Micah Scarf to this team. Um, and so to see these guys, um, it just kills me inside to see these guys uh, ride in the pine where I think in other teams they would be complete studs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Santa Fe still has a ton of talent. Obviously, the class they brought in, yeah, it's okay. It's not great. Um, but I don't think it needs to be great with the yeah. with the athleticism and talent they have in this team. So I'm worried if I'm worried and nervous for us if Santa Fe starts moving some things around um, and getting their best player, who I think they're be- are their best players on the floor at the same time. Yeah. Um, the one thing I will say is uh, – Guy that played primarily small forward last year, though he's really Dahlstrom. a natural power forward. Yeah, Jameer Dahlstrom is an absolute stud. Mm-hmm. And I am sympathetic to Coach Rerips here that it's hard to have Dahlstrom on the floor at the same time as two other dominant big men mm-hmm. um, because Dahlstrom wants the ball. Um, yeah. And when a shot goes up, he's going to go get the ball. Um, he's a great defender. Um He's kind of a do-it-all guy, but he had needed to be a do-it-all guy when he was a freshman and sophomore. <clears throat> I think now that they have some other pieces around him, not as much depends on him. Um, and I think this team could be really great. Um, so I'm interested to see what the matchup or what the lineup will look like, kind of like what you said. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it makes a ton of sense to do, you know, a Dalsham, Stone, and Bolden. I mean, you can yeah. rearrange those guys in any way you want. Right. I don't see any reason that any of those guys can't play small forward. Uh, even Bolden at 7-1, uh, he's a good passer and can handle the ball really well. Uh, and then, and then uh, you know, you, 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 keep, you keep Shea at shooting guard and McCullers. I think he seems like a great point guard. Maybe you get maybe you run into a little too much scoring there, or you put Scarf in there. That's what I was gonna say. Uh, that over Shea is what that's what I meant. Um, but you know, you can you can rearrange it a little bit, but you got some talent there. You got you can't waste it. You know, you only got four years with these guys. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would not be surprised to see Bolden take a huge step this year. Mm-hmm. Got to be a chip in his shoulder at this point. Yeah. Yeah, and if he doesn't, it's like, is will he enter the transfer portal? You know, like that's, that's the other it. thing. The other thing I wanted to mention here too is um, Santa Fe had a rough ending to the year. Hmm. Um, they, <clears throat> you know, they were in the PTT um, as a four seed, uh, ended up number fifty in the tournament. Their last game of the season, they got blown up by fifty-seven points, hmm. which is insane to me, given how talented they are. Um, so I know that was demoralizing. Uh, so I'm really interested to see how they bounce back yeah. at the beginning of this year. You got to figure it out. Re-reps. You got a good team. Uh, you got some talent. A good coach. Good coach. You got to figure it out though. You know, this is, this is why they pay you the big bucks. Uh, 
All right, let's look at our last team in this, the Washington Warriors, coached by A. Lilly. Um, uh, they uh, they replaced the 213-238 class with the 123-147 class. Uh, no, they lost Andrew Moore. That was their one senior, their center. They didn't bring in height. Um, and they're going to be they're going to be a little small for sure unless they bring Scott Robertson over off the bat. Nope, Scott Robertson's graduated. Never mind. Uh, but I mean, none of these guys look incredible, but they all they all can pass. Um, can rebound a little bit for their size, you know. But I mean, I guess the one thing you can say is that uh, Abelos and Daniels were playing out of position, so. It's hard to say how good they actually are. I mean, I think Daniels could be a potentially a good small forward or point guard if he's given the chance. But um, yeah, but yeah, this. I mean, they do bring back Grayson Campbell, so that's their guy. Um, he's and Joshua Ross. So they got their scorers. That they're they just need some guys to go around them um, to do a little better. Yeah, yeah, and. You know, this class was an upgrade from what they had talent-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just really a shame that they have three, well, two true guards and maybe one combo guard or forward, whatever you mm-hmm. call them, um, yeah. and didn't didn't get any true big guys. Um, so, you know, I, I look at they've got a tough schedule the first week for sure, but then the second week they've got to go up against Santa Fe that we just talked about with all these, these trees. Um, and I just think it could be a rough road for them. Um, the the Campbell and Ross combo, at least offensively, um, is pretty promising. Um, 72 points a game last year is no joke. And, uh, yeah, if they move some of those guys around that, you know, Abelos was playing power forward in high school, maybe get him in the backcourt at 6'3", yeah. um, see what he can do, or maybe move Campbell and Ross up and um, – try to put somebody else. Yeah. Again, the thing is they don't have big bodies to put in those post positions. So maybe Ross is going to have to stay at the power forward um, mm-hmm. instead of maybe bumping up to small forward with a, a better matchup for him. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, who do you like in this group? Uh, I'm going to go with Miami in this group. Yeah. Uh, Tarek Nelson's senior year. I think they brought in an incredible class. Um, and as I said earlier, I think a complimentary class to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think Washington's a bit outmatched in this group. I think um, Independence is not bad at all. I think Santa Fe could be really good. But on paper, Miami looks elite to me right off the jump. Yeah, Miami looks great. Uh, you know, and really, but I would, I mean, Miami still, they have so much talent. And sometimes when you get that influx of talent, it's like, man, I got to put them all in, you know? Uh-huh. And um, when they were bringing back, like, a really good class, that game against Santa Fe is really big, um, that first game. Uh, I could see Santa Fe could be a sleeper in this. I'm going to pick Miami, but I think Santa Fe could be a sleeper in this group, just knowing that they have the talent, and if they can put it all together, they can they can be anyone in this whole tournament. Sure. Uh, so, uh, but – but I like Miami overall. I think, and I think, I think they'll uh, they'll win it. 
So, any players to watch? I mean, there's obviously a lot of good ones. Uh, Tarek Nelson, mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully Caleb Bolden, Jameer Dahlstrom, right. and Jonathan Stone, maybe even Micah Scarf. Um, yeah, any other players you that catch your eye? Yeah, I was going to say all three of Santa Fe's bigs. Um, who was it? Uh, Thomas Addington from Independence. Yep. Um, I, I, another one of those kind of guys that I don't know that he'll necessarily be the main guy, but a really interesting guy that I think uh, a lot depends on how they use him and where they decide to put him. Yeah, yeah. And then Grayson Campbell. Um, I mean, he averaged 24 points a game last year, so I think yeah. I think he'll. Uh, yeah, I think he'll be pretty good. So. Cool. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Hopefully uh, it wasn't too long for you guys and uh, you guys enjoyed it. This is we got to do three groups tonight. And uh, yeah, we look forward to uh, coming back with you tomorrow and finishing up.